For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Two Chunks in a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks in a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your hunk. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I'm Doge, and people don't realize this, but chunkiness is underrated. Mm. And I'm Carter. The following is a work of fiction. Any resemblance to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Especially you, Jenny Beckman. Chunk. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Very good. Why are you... Hey, Jordan. Yeah. Why are you the good one? The hunk one. I am the hunk because I bought a grill. Mm-hmm. Tell them about your grill. Tell us about this grill. It's a grill for grilling man, food. <laughs> no. Tell it us is. about it. Tell it us is. about it. It goes on a countertop and plugs into the wall. <laughs> oh. It's not a George Foreman. Oh. Uh. It's a Cuisinart. Oh. Okay. Wait, I think we have that. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. You're going to love it's it. It's great. Oh, I already love it. It is great, <laughs> but there is one thing that it's not. Tell me what that is. A grill. I don't know that you're the authority that gets uh, to decide He might that. have found it, though. He's furiously on his phone right now, and it could be well, looking go, up. I go to, this is my most visited page in the Safari <laughs> app on my phone, and it is the Wikipedia entry for grill. Grill, or grilly, G-R-I-L-L-E, may refer to a barbecue grill, a device or surface used for cooking food. Usually, there it is. Usually fueled by gas or charcoal. Sorry, does it say always or, or usually? Or the part of a cooker that performs this function. Does it say always or does it say usually, Doge? Okay, so what we're going to look at, <laughs> the the road that we must go down as academic researchers on this Smart People podcast is we must continue down the road of Flat Top Grill. This appears to be our best lead. Flat Top Grill is a cooking device often used in restaurants, especially diners. We want to look at that or a barbecue grill. What is what is most likely? What category do you most likely Probably fit most into? similar to the Flat Top Grill is okay. my assumption. Let's click that. Let's see what this does. A cooking appliance that resembles a griddle, but performs differently because the heating element is circular rather than straight. Okay. That's not going to be it. That's I'm only be a seeing no competitions between the griddle and the grill. Not the, like... That's a grill, baby. A barbecue grill is a device that cooks food by applying heat from below. There are several varieties of grills, with most falling into one of two categories, gas-fueled or charcoal. Most... Or all. Yeah. I mean, he's he's getting you okay, on the... Okay, indoor grills. Room. Hey, indoor grills. This is what we're looking at. 
While live fire cooking is difficult indoors without heavy-duty ventilation, it is possible to simulate some of the effects of a live fire grill with indoor equipment. The simplest design is known as a grill pan, which is a type of heavy frying pan with raised grill lines to hold the food off the floor of the pan and allow drippings to run off. Otherwise, a simple frying pan can do a reasonable job of grilling. What point are you making? I'm trying to find if you're... if you're. I think it's a grill. If you're full it's of a joint. grill. It's called a grill. It's I like grill on the box. What's it's a grill. Yeah, it came in a box. <laughs> it's called wait, it's called a grill or they call it a griddle? It's called a grill griddler. It really is. Isn't that a Harry Potter character? Uh-huh. Right. Or a ride at Six Flags. The grill griddler. <laughs> the grill the griddler. It'll griddle your grills. <laughs> <laughs> My grill is griddled. <laughs> Darn it, I always go to Jerry. You what do always yeah. go to Jerry. <laughs> So uh, I, I I'm gonna need a firm a firm yes before I feel comfortable. It's a grill, boys. It is it is in the grill family. That's not what I asked for. It is technic. I can't prove that it's not a grill. That'll work. I'll take that. It's a grill. My delicious turkey but burgers would thing, agree though, with you. Like nine out of ten people will call it a griddle. So is it yeah. is it more a griddle than a grill? That's not what I asked. Okay. Well. Next week. <laughs> tune, in, tune in next week. This, this is follow debate. the grill saga. <laughs> it, like all of our talks of trying to branch off and have another podcast this on top it. of this one. It's going to be griddle or grill. It's just a podcast grill. called Is It a Grill? <laughs> people bring us people nope. bring us different things and they're like, is this a grill? Tune in every week to hear the Two Chunks boys decide, is this a grill? Is it a grill? <laughs> uh, hey, Two Chunks, thanks for listening. Uh, I bought a new lamp uh, and if I drape bacon over the light bulb, it does cook eventually. Is it a grill? Technically, I mean, yes. Heat, yeah. Hey, listener, thanks for tuning in. I'm going to go with yes. That is, in fact, a grill. So if, if anything, <laughs> if the first five minutes of our podcast have taught you anything, it's that it is very hard to definitively prove that something is not a grill. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are grills. Almost all things are grills in some <laughs> or way. Or could be grills. Or could with be grills. The correct modifications. Like the street. You know when they when the street is hot enough that you can like fry an egg? That's a grill, baby. It's a grill. That's a toe to tip. That's a grill. That's wild, man. What? I'm going to look at the world different now. <laughs> so um, as I'm sure you've probably guessed by now, we're of course talking about the movie 500, 500 Days, Days of, of Summer. Summer. Hey, grills are pretty summery. Yeah. I mean, it's all about the love between a boy and a grill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's Jordan Wonder's story. Yeah. You're the main character there. Boy meets grill. <laughs> Jeez. What a grill wants, you know? Hey, there it is. So, Dush? Yes. Could you take your delicious raw meat and grill me up a synopsis, please? For this one? Sure. <laughs> This week's guest synopsis comes from an IMDb user whose username is their entire email address, so yep. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, this person, they write, he's Tom from New Jersey working in LA writing greeting cards even though he's an architect by training. Is that all one sentence? Yeah. Oh, boy. She's Summer in from Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot how dull she was comparatively. Day one is her first day as an AA in Tom's office. As an anonymous alcoholic, I can only assume. I was thinking maybe, it, is it supposed to be administrative assistant? I yeah, think so, for yeah. sure. We jump back and forth in time. By day 67, they've become an item when she decides to put aside the lovemaking and just be friends. <laughs> Tom, a romantic who's sure Summer is the one for him, wallows in self-pity. We go back to the early days and see the relationship begin. Summer tells him right away that she doesn't believe in love. 
He mopes well past day 100. <laughs> then, as day 500 approaches, they find themselves at a wedding together. Does the old flame rekindle? Skipped a lot of that, Is huh? Tom right that destiny controls love? That's the end? That, that wasn't yeah. day 500. Dude, yeah. the worst. Right? I love that they go back and forth through time. <laughs> they actually physically time travel. Now we will go forth <laughs> into time. <laughs> it's the ghost of... This is cool. I don't know how to prep for that. How do I prep for going forth in time? Forth, is there a machine that takes me there? Is it just simply waiting? Time sounds like a like a a sci-fi novel that you'd buy at Walgreens. Dude, yeah, I was almost was like a exact same guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Forth into time. Forth, forth into, time. into time. Except he's on the moon. Yeah, yeah. Because that's where time takes you. It's a sci-fi to the moon. Yeah. He's got a space helmet on, but no suit. So yeah, it's just shredded right up. Shredded right up. Yeah. All that moon pressure. Well, that's 500 days of summer. Is cool. it though, really? <laughs> Before we get into it, let's talk about uh, where we watched this movie. Uh, I rented it on Amazon. Rented it on Vudu. Rented it on Amazon. There we go. Yay. Very good. Is there a reason you guys choose Amazon? Because we, I think that's kind of our default is I rent things on Vudu. You guys do Amazon. I like the x-ray vision. Mm. Um, I like the x-ray and Amazon. So Vudu, I've only ever done for specific 4K yeah. movies. And now that Amazon's doing 4K rentals too, um, I pretty much exclusively do Amazon. Voodoo servers have let me down every time oh, really? I've ever tried to watch I have them. never oh, wow. had a problem on Voodoo. I have ever used Voodoo. I'm a big never, time Voodoo boy. I've never finished a movie on Voodoo without buffering for like a good amount of time in the middle of really? it. Really? I know. It's weird. Wow. Voodoo gives me the best streaming experience because it streams at at Blu-ray quality rather yeah. than 1080p streaming quality. Yeah. And then I mean, you also get shrunken heads and like... Yeah, it's amazing. It's yeah. pretty awesome. It's, pretty awesome. it's wild. I a wild love time. voodoo. You remind me of the man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what man? So uh, last week, I mentioned that I watched this movie for the first time when I was a young boy. A That's young warthog. weird. For real? And uh, what do you mean? How old were you? Uh, probably 16 or 17. This came out in 2008, right? 2009. 2009. I was a junior in college. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, we were sophomores in high school. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I watched it as a young boy and I hated it when I first watched it. Mm. And upon rewatch, I loved it. Ah. Like fully loved well, it. Well, now people aren't going to listen because they know what you think. They got to find out why. Oh. But I I think that when I was younger, I I didn't like fully understand why so much of the movie was like difficult to grasp yeah. and that yeah. that was kind of the point. Yeah. Um, I think when I was younger, I was just like, no, you you're you spend forever with the first person that you like and then that's it <laughs> and it's over. Yeah. And like didn't understand like, no, sometimes there's, there's steps and it's a process and it's different. And so this was for me a really cool experience of like- It's fun. Yeah. Different and phases of life. For sure. And we've talked about before how a rewatch, especially under the umbrella of we're trying to critique it a little bit more, yeah. pay more attention, how much that can kind of change our opinion on something. Yeah. But not in a way that, like, we're not saying, because ultimately my, I'm going to have an ask for the listener to do the same. Like, right, yeah. A great thing about getting to know the movie and some of the background stuff uh, is that there's a certain level of appreciation that you have now yes. for it. Because it is an art form. And so it's like, until you kind of read a little bit more about this artist's history, like even in like painting or something like that, all of a sudden now it means differently. Like choosing, right, a, yeah. that's why they chose this color. That's why it was like these brush strokes. Like they were going through a lot. There was right. a lot of pain this time. And they're like, you know, it's just, it's just fun stuff like that. 
that really lets you appreciate it more. And it's not as much for flexing in a game or something like that, but yeah, or some trivia night. But it's it's definitely to appreciate it. So it's yeah. fun. It's cool to see it on a different lens. Yeah, it just it, my my view of the movie completely oh, changed, and that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, to to watch it at seventeen and then to watch it as a married man. Yeah, I'm sure it completely changes for Absolutely. a lot of reasons. And um, we we sort of get right out of the gate with this movie. A taste of the weird format that it's presented. It's very in. different. Yeah, I love it. I, I do love too. It. It's so fun. Huge pump on the format of this movie. Yeah, I think it it helps juxtapose um, the different points in their relationship, which is obviously the intent. But I also yeah. think it it keeps you from learning too much too quickly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think so. Production didn't want it to have the documentary vibe. Ultimately, I think they were going to pull that. The, the idea of it looking like a documentary in some senses, you know, when they yeah. have the cutaway scene. So like black thought, and white stuff. I thought they were talking specifically about the part where they ask them what what does love mean to you and they were talking to like Matthew Gray Goobler and his other friend yeah, they, and him. I they thought that's shot the a bunch of about. extra portions of that too and they cut it because the studio was not a fan of that stuff right. and, and Mark Webb was like, hey, this has to stay in. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. sure. Well, yeah, in early screenings, like that was the feedback they got yeah. was that people actually enjoy that. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. But it is totally different. And I think that's something that I need. I'm not going to say you need because I think we even talked last week about how rom-coms, I mean, movies in general, love what you love. Like we we go from doing Sweet Home Alabama to 500 Days of Summer. Right. <laughs> kind of whiplash. Two completely mo- different movies. But there is something fun about being different. And the rom-com genre that's what's more attractive right now. It feels like collectively as if something's really different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And continues to be more attractive from like no matter when it was made. Sure. Well, I mean, rom-com, the genre itself is very saturated with a lot of the same. Yeah. And so when stuff like this comes along, I feel like it can be really refreshing if done well. Yeah. I think that's why I think we all pumped in Sweet Home Alabama the idea that she's going back to get a divorce so that she can get married. Right. Yeah. Like, that's that can, interesting. You don't that see can that. happen with things structurally, that can happen with things in the script, or also just with all the wild stuff that this movie did. Right. Yeah. So Yeah. And 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 so we 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 sort of sort of start to see how this movie is going to play out with yeah. glimpses at later in the relationship and earlier in the relationship. And we get this awesome screen that we return to so many times of the tree in the park and yeah. the different seasons really cool. that the tree goes through. Um, yeah. And it, it's such a unique way of presenting like, hey, prepare yourself. This day is going to be tough mm-hmm. or like this day is going to be really good. Yeah. And I, I got to say, Zoe Deschanel is really hit or miss for me. Um, I think she does a really great job here. Yeah, for I, sure. I think that as Summer... You know, for for the first time that we we sort of get a glimpse of who she is as a character. Not not that anything is is that special about the character of Summer, but Zoe Deschanel, I feel like, really delivers on this like crazy dream girl vibe. Yeah, and kind of mysterious. Yeah, and not necessarily because she chooses chooses to be. It's just she kind of is. Yeah, like we don't. I almost thought about dumping on it, but we don't really get to know any of her friends. Yeah. Right. Or anything outside of her. It really is. The story's about Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we get some of the extra characters there. But yeah, she's just kind of this breeze that just kind of blows through and like messes up his life a little bit. Yeah. For a while. I, love, yeah. I love the scene where the narrator takes us through, you know, when she was 17, she had a job at an ice cream yes. parlor. Their sales went up 200%. Yes. So and good. every apartment she's ever gotten was 9% below asking price and like all that stuff. And it's it's funny because like, I think everybody's met somebody like that. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is the humor of the familiar of like, that's not actually what their life is like, but it seems like it from the outside when you meet yeah. somebody like, man, yeah. you just get everything, don't yeah. you? And it's like, funny though, because they were, she was basically average, like right. in terms of like physical terms, like height, weight, 
yeah. shoe size a little bit above average. Right. But, oh, no, she wasn't average. Right. So, yeah, it's I love that. It's that special magical thing. Right. You know? Um, and, and I think that's sort of what this movie, it seems like to me, sets out to both prove and disprove is that right. magic. And I yeah. think that's why I was excited to, and I'm excited like in the moment, to especially know Doge's opinion. Y'all both kind of, and understandably, we had a great conversation about it in Sleepless in Seattle. And then yesterday, we or uh, last week, we talked about the drawbridge effect of like, it's it's just we're trying to have these two people find each other. Right. But I think the romanticism and like a destiny. Sure. You know, and that kind of thing was not necessarily, not not that it wasn't appreciated, but it wasn't appreciated that the way the movie represented it. Sure. Um, yeah. Whereas this feels way more like La La Land, which I think both of you like. Love. Yes. Okay, Very this much. feels way more like that in terms of a love story so than anything else we probably will watch all summer. Yeah. So. Well, I, so I think that it's really fun how it seems to me that these two characters, Summer and Tom, they represent two opposite ends of the same spectrum, two sides of the same coin, both equally wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what's so unique is we have Summer whose whole view is nothing is on purpose, nothing can last, right? nothing is inherently good, and so why even bother? Right. And then we have Tom. Everything is fate. Everything is destiny. And everything sh- can and should be good. And I think, you know, the truth is somewhere in the middle of those two things as far right. as like relationships go. But I think that's why this movie is polarizing though. Sure. Is because yeah. the goal, like the ending of, our, if we call them our protagonist, I mean, Tom is our, Tom is our protagonist, but if right. we call uh, our, our deuteragonist is, is Summer. Then if we say the goal of their narrative arc... Do you want to define deuteragonist for our listeners that don't know? Okay, cool. It's like Sam in Lord of the Rings. Gotcha. Uh, the secondary protagonist, both of them, like their goal of their narrative arc is not to end up together, which is not something that happens in romantic... Like the, right, the yeah. final stage of actualization in their character journey is to find themselves in the person that they love. Yeah. Yeah. Because our like, very this, first this scene... is not the goal in this one. Yeah. Our yeah. very first day is him breaking... The plates, right? Because yeah, yeah. it's over. Yeah. Like it's done. So yeah. what a what a fun place to start. I love that. It's risky. It, yeah. it felt really risky. And I think that's probably why it's polarizing. It's just that it's so structurally different. Our yeah. goal for our protagonists is very different. Well, and and I almost feel it because part of me wanted to say at first, like I think Tom is the protagonist and Summer is almost the antagonist, but I think they're both both. Yeah. Um and that's what's so weird about this because um from Tom's perspective she is definitely the antagonist for most of this movie, even if he doesn't know it. But from her perspective, he is. And yeah, it, I liked it. I think they're, they're, they're their own antagonist. Like it's a man versus himself. Type I mean, it of story. felt realistic. I think so too. Like they're trying to overcome their damaging viewpoints. I think so too. But so since we're talking about it, I'll go ahead and, and say my, my super dump for this movie is how selfish both of our main characters are. Mm. Um, it, made, it made them hard to like at some points, sure. uh, which is the point. I right, get that. Right, but right. but it was almost hard to root for even. And, and I think that's kind of what you're talking about here is they're, they're their own antagonists, but they're also each other's. They both are projecting their own desires onto one another and then frustrated when that person doesn't fulfill what they want. I exactly. mean, you know, you get all of this wishy-washiness from, from Summer of, I don't want it to be a thing. I don't want it to be a thing. And that hurts Tom. And we watch him. We go just. Yeah. Be, but then at the same time, she was up front with him, and she told yeah. him what she what she wanted and what she needed at the beginning. And yeah. he didn't really respect that. And I think that's some of the messiness that went right over seventeen year old me's head, mm-hmm. and makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Um, but even understanding that kind of stuff, watching two people do that to each other over and over again, 
kind of became exhausting. Is it kind of a I'm in a I'm in a movie. I want a an experience that is not as realistic kind of vibe. Yeah, no, I I don't think it's that um, necessarily because I, I like realism in movies. I just yeah. I think it it and and it's it's a weird super dump for me, but it, it, I think it's just a super dump because like it got exhausting. And and it it can be real and that does happen, but it it was just hard to watch almost. There is that kind of like, there's like a proximity, I feel like, to their relationship that we get in this movie that we don't often get in terms of just the dialogue and the way things are shot. Like we're like, it feels like we're much more in those moments with them. Yeah, I think I agree And I think you can see that that's probably a a stylistic choice on behalf of Mark Webb because I see some of that stuff in the Amazing Spider-Man movies too. Yeah. He went from this to do the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies and, and Peter and Gwen's relationship in those movies is very much like, feels like it's improv. It feels like real dialogue and there's something about that that's almost uncomfortable. Yeah. At least for me. Well, no, I think there's moments like the the Ikea bed when we're up yeah. close on their faces and it feels like we're not supposed to be there. Right. You know what I mean? Which is cool. Yeah. But it makes those moments of tension feel so much worse. Yeah. It, which is a skill on his part, but for me was just so uncomfortable. Yeah. And so I, that, that's, I think, why it's my super dump. Yeah. How did y'all feel about the coloring of the movie? I loved I it. I loved it. Cool. I always get excited about y'all's opinions on that kind of stuff because I don't think I know as much about... I mean, I, I can read about why he did it, but like, what's the process for that? Because I even saw some things to where it was like, a lot of it was blue... To bring out Zoe's eyes, right? For those to stand out a little bit mm-hmm. more, and that was just kind of her theme as a color, which that's fun. And yeah. blues and reds, that happens all the time. Red is villainous, blue is the hero. We talked about how blatant that was in Aladdin. You had like right. red Ruby, Jafar, and Iago. They're all red. Genie's blue. Like yeah. anything that was in between was yellow. But yeah. um, this Chelsea kept commenting on, and I had not noticed it before, just how beige everything else uh, besides yeah. their relationship is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just brown. I think it's intentional. Like, is that it, like for when, sure. it when feels she's like a, in his life, the only thing, the only point of color in his life is the blue of her eyes. Like yeah. he, he made everything about her. Yeah. Well, and on bad days uh, throughout the movie, Tom is often wearing like grays and mm-hmm. tans yeah. and beiges yeah. and stuff like that. And then he'll wear pops of color on the good days. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. It feels like the vibe of the whole movie is catered to Tom's Feelings. The only I agree, yeah. so red is not used in the movie. I'm sure y'all read that on IMDb. Yeah. Red's not used in the movie except for Autumn's blouse at the end yep. and one of the little birds mm-hmm. in Summer's apartment. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I thought that's super interesting. Just I really a, do. A really, really I think I don't it know, is and cool. maybe this is the right time to do that. My super pump for this movie is just kind of the the unreality of it. Yeah. Uh kind of just the the you know, it it doesn't feel weird to have our characters all dress in ways that mirror Tom's mood. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't feel, feel weird, weird to have a to dance have, number. It doesn't feel weird to have Tom look directly into the camera for the last shot of the movie. Right. You know what I mean? And that's got to be so hard. That. You got to, and we don't get to see it because fortunately they made the movie well. But yeah. like, how close would they have been to that just being weird? Like, yeah. what what move do you make to throw that whole thing off? So I I think, and, and this is cool, but I, I think the move is intentionality. Everything feels on purpose in this whole movie. There is not a moment from start to finish where it feels like they just threw something in to throw it in. Sure. Um, they could have easily messed that up with the friends. Um, with yeah. Matthew Gray Goobler and the other guy. Um, I can't remember his name. But like, they could have easily just made them these throwaway characters, but they both served purposes. They were almost like, um, I saw something refer to them as like the Greek chorus of the movie. Yeah. Um, and like, that intentionality, I think, sets stuff like that apart to where you can go. It's not weird to be weird and wasting time, it's weird because that's what the movie is. Yeah. You know? 
for sure. Do, and I, do you feel, Doge, it's your super pump. Do you feel that? Or, or oh, is absolutely. It, okay. yeah. yeah, like it, it's all intentional. For me, the, it really, really centralized around uh, the You Make My Dreams Come True, the dance number oh, in the middle. Oh, so like, fun. That's so good. And yeah. it's just, there's something about it that keeps what would otherwise be a pretty heavy, bummer movie, keeps it light and optimistic and even joyful. Yeah, yeah that, well, would, that would probably be his, like for Tom, maybe his happiest day. Because when you look at like the yeah. trees, it's like, Super bright and green and stuff. And then I think later at the end of the movie when Chloe... Uh, Grace Moretz. Yeah, yeah, Chloe Moretz, who's his little sister. Uh-huh. When she's asking him like, no, I think you should look back yeah. on that. You know, I think this is good for you. I think to, you're only remembering the good parts. Exactly. Yeah. That is the stamp that, hey, officially, it feels ridiculous because this is his... Like his... His memory of it. His yeah, memory yeah. of it, which was not... Well, and I love the scene where they do that very intentionally. There's that word again. The reality. Yeah. Expectations, well, reality. We'll get there. But um, uh, I'm talking about when he's like, I love the way she smiles. I love the heart-shaped oh. birthmark. I love her hair. I love her laugh. Brilliant. All this stuff. And then later on, it's, I hate that cockroach-shaped blob on her. And I hate right, like right, all... Right, right, And it's like the same Same things. scenes. Same scenes, yeah. But it, it's just what it's like inside and outside of it. And um, that is... Painfully true in some oh, ways. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. I think that's so fun. Yeah, that's in any close, close relationship. Yeah. There's certain things that you love about something and certain things you hate about Even outside someone. of romantic relationships. Yeah. I mean, our, our college roommates, there were things that annoyed me so much about them and then I moved out and those are the things I miss about them. Yep. You know, it's kind of different, but yep. the same. That's huge. Yeah. I dig it. Um, in the story, it's tough because it jumps all over the place. So yeah. it's almost like we talk about it Chronologically, I don't know. Uh, Just bring it up, baby. I don't know what I was going to bring up. I'm trying to find Fair it. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm trying to find it. So I, w- I want to point out something that I love that happens in movies and TV shows. It's happening a lot in Gilmore Girls right now, so I think I'm hyper aware of it, <laughs> which is when movies do not have the rights to show real movies in their movie theaters. And so the trend oh. seems to be that these characters just go see these like 1950B movies. Yes, and that happens a lot. And I think it somehow has been misconstrued as that's what quirky people do is they watch old 1950s B-movies when really it's just the studios didn't want to pay for the rights for them to go see actual movies in the theaters in their movie. I love that these are, that they do like the parody of like the art films and stuff like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh. And it's with Jogo Love. Yeah. It's so fun. And, yeah. And it, it, that whole thing, I mean, just the format. Again, I want to go back the format of this movie, the dream state almost that you're in for most of it and the weird stuff like that and the, the this tree scene that we keep going back to and all of those shots are just so fun. And I think you're absolutely right. Make this hurt less. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because of like giving a break to the sadness that we experience throughout their story. Well, and I think it's it's more clearly fictionalized. It's just that one shade further removed from reality. And so it's easier for us to find ourselves in that story, I think. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Because you don't have to know a Tom or a Summer. You just have to know somebody who's kind of like them. You have to know, yeah. And you have to know what it's like to feel this way a little bit. Yeah. Right? And I have a question. For the mid-2000s, <laughs> is Architect the male equivalent of fashion designer. Because I feel, we talked about it a little bit with Sweet Home Alabama. I feel like there were a ton of movies in the early to mid-2000s where the female lead was a, an aspiring fashion designer. 
And I feel like there's also a lot of stuff with like How I Met Your Mother and other things where architect seems to be the male like dreamy job equivalent. I well, think that's it's- what George Costanza, his <laughs> alias is Art Vandelay, who's an architect. And that just seems like the cream of the crop. I think, right. I think architect is cinematic shorthand for artistic and sensitive, but don't worry, still rich though. I think that's exactly, but I think that's, that's the same for fashion designer. Yeah, artistic like, and sensitive, but don't worry, still pretty th- rich. They got a game plan though, so like it's okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is architect. That's funny. The opposite equivalent of Is architect design. what he believes summer to be? This idealistic person that doesn't, that has it all, that doesn't actually exist. So I, I almost feel like Yes and no, because I think there's a correlation between when he finally gets over hers when he decides to go after the other thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe maybe learning that not so much within the text of this movie. I'm just saying architect is presented by Hollywood in terms yeah. of like soft and sensitive guy who is also very motivated, very organized, and very rich. Right. Does that per- I mean I'm sure that person exists somewhere, but I wish well, I was a soft some- and sensitive guy. I'm I none of the other things. I'm definitely <laughs> soft. I wish I was that guy though. Yeah. There's gotta be something metaphorically too about like building. Like you yeah. build things and we well, just talk about the permanence of it at some yeah, point. For sure. It's in a joke, but and still. I love I love the scene where he draws like a super elaborate, like this is what also felt like out there. I want to go back to almost every scene after we realized that Tom kind of might have been fabricating some of this stuff in his mind yeah. in terms of how much he thought she loved him. Um, but I want to see what that... And he is an architect, so I, I kind of want to see what the picture actually looked like on her arm. So <laughs> architects don't just like draw pictures of buildings, though, is the thing. Well, yeah, but can we're you, not going to get to... Can you prove that? I guess not. No, yeah. I guess I really can't prove that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just so... I took but a, that's another thing with the fashion designer because they have to like physically draw something before they can create it. Yeah, I true. did a, uh, one summer after middle school, nice. after your middle school, I did a summer camp, uh, but it wasn't like a fun camp. It was like school camp. <laughs> uh, it was like a center. Uh, what was it called? Enrichment Center for Academically Talented Students. Uh, not trying to brag. But if, uh, it was like, you could take like, you could take like fun classes and it was like, uh, you could do like a soda class and you could make your own soda or you could Ooh, do like, what? like it was very cool and fun. I did like a robot class. I did a model airplane class one time when I got my fingers stuck together with wood glue for like a whole day. Uh-huh. Uh, but one of the classes I did was an architecture class. Uh, and I designed this restaurant, which I still think would be the coolest restaurant in the world. May I tell you about it? Please. Yes. There's in the corner. Now imagine you walk in. Okay massive warehouse. But over in the corner, you find that smell you've been smelling I, this whole I, time. It's I just I a little knew. trash can. It's just a little trash can, yeah. And then you just walk over and just to open When I was like, this would be a fun story to share on the podcast. I was like, I know the second that I talk about a restaurant, somebody's going to make a dumb trash can I'm joke. I'm sorry. Um, that was a good one. This was called Freddy's Fish Shack. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's a, it's an upscale Seafood restaurant, like sure, like yeah, expensive. Fancy, as all shacks are, as all fish shacks are. Uh, but this is—it's on a harbor, and there are <laughs> there are two levels. There's the level that's built on a dock, and there's the bottom level that's entirely glass. It's under the water, so you can see the fish Whoa. swimming by. You'd be like, I want that, that one. Give me that one. But it's like aquarium, aquarium grade glass. So it's very thick. So you're not going to, it's not going to break. That's but, good yeah. to know. There's two levels and you can pay a premium to go sit on the underwater level. But uh, so I guess all that to say is, yeah, I'm basically an architect 
And I am soft and sensitive and rich and motivated. And so. you just dropped pictures of buildings. And I just dropped this, pictures of buildings. Honestly, yeah. sounds like a really cool experience for humans. Terrifying Terrible. experience yeah. for fish. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like this? No, the Do fish you like when like, I eat oh it? Oh my God. Like fish just don't come around anymore because that's the scary place. Or it's only the mean fish that come As hang out. As if there's out, any like harbor that's me. clear Maybe. enough that you could actually see fish anyway. Right. What I is, still what think a it dumb should seventh grader. I was an idiot. Not so much. I mean, I went, so there was a restaurant that I went to in Maine, because I have friends that live, I had roommates that live in the New Hampshire area, so I wanted to do all the uh, New England all stuff. New England stuff, yeah. So into Maine, it had lobster mm. that they just opened the floor. <laughs> it was over, it was over, like... Are you telling me they stole my idea? No, they just opened the floor and pulled the lobster out, like fresh, like out of the... Ocean? Yep. What? Amazing. That's wild. That's pretty incredible. Which, of course, they've caught all those, and they've like... Fenced them in. I like yeah. to pretend that's not. It's true. not like They're they wild. just good shot. Like they've got the one. That's this one job. Like roll up a sleeve and then just dunk a hand into the ocean and pull a lobster out. <laughs> this one, yes, please. Love that. Two hey, pounds of butter. Speaking of interesting places to go, yeah, maybe we should go head over and uh, talk about some shout announcements, huh? Sounds good to me. Take me away. Sounds good to me. Welcome. To shout announcements. Whoa. There was a calm one from you. I liked you. it. My baby. Okay, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Three syllables. Baby. I am. Oh, baby. Man. Hey, we want to give a big shout out to Crumb and Kettle. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your delicious coffee and for selling us tacos from Taco Deli. From Taco Deli. <laughs> <laughs> We're turning two this fall. Yay. October. Terrible twos. Get terrible, ready for terrible it. twos. Get ready. We're, We're going to be extra bad. We're going to have <laughs> so much more teeth than we do right now. <laughs> but what we'd like you to do to help us celebrate is to send in your famous. Please. We're trying to. That is such a funny thing to send in your famous. We're trying to. Uh, we're gonna. We're gonna talk with the most famous person that we collectively know, and I, as we, I mean the two chunks family, all of you guys, and all of us. We're going to talk to the most famous person that we know, whether this is your favorite employee at your local PetSmart <laughs> or the, the president of the whole entire world, which as we clarified last week, it is, is John Stamos. It is Uncle Jesse John himself. Yeah, He's going to come down those golden stairs from the attic <laughs> yeah. and be on our show. We just want to talk with somebody about movies. Uh, so send in to twochunksandahunk at gmail.com or I guess if you're a personal friend, you can text us. However you get this information to us, we're going to add it to a list of people and then we will... We're going to begin to rank them. Uh, true. And I'm not ashamed to say that we will judge these people based on how famous they are. That's true. But we're going to get them on our show. We're going to talk about movies. So please send in your famous. Please, please. And continue to interact with our Instagram. Um, if you're a new follower to Instagram of Two Chunks and a Hunk, or you have been for a while, you know, it's good stuff. Good content. Mm. It's really consistent. Uh, we've 10 been out doing, of 10 even. 10 out of 10. We've been doing a lot of uh, asks to the, uh, to the followers. And it's been kind of fun to start to learn what movies you've seen. And uh, we will say, I think collectively we can say that our the Chunkies have really good taste. So much. In yeah. shows and movies. Because yeah. I don't think there was anything that Doge was really vetting out from what people were saying um, or making fun of that I know of. I'm not going to look at him in case someone did <laughs> that. Did anybody do that? Nobody did that. Nobody did that. Um, we really want you guys to subscribe. We want you to rate and review. So what the subscription Please. does is for the amount of work that you have to do to subscribe, you're going to save a ton of work later. You get what I'm saying? It's like, oh yeah, it's the summer. Why not get a little bit more time to relax? Just yeah. just hit that slide that little button over. 
that says subscribe and you'll start getting everything automatically. I get a notification Mondays and Tuesday mornings. Hey, yes, sir. Me because too. we're regular. Two chunks and a half. Hey, new you episode. Get ahead of new the game. Episode. Buy yourself some free time. Buy yeah. yourself some free time. Also, rate you and review. deserve it. You really do. Uh, on our second birthday, we'd love to have uh, 200 reviews on We're getting close. iTunes. We're so close, which is so crazy. I wish I could remember where we were when I, even when I started just a year ago. It wasn't it was two a, reviews. It was just me and Doge. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and it so, was a classified ad. Looking for a third friend to do a show with. Yes. So you don't have to write a review without listening. Obviously, we want you to listen and then come up with your own kind of review. That is five stars. Yeah, preferably. <laughs> preferably. <laughs> or hey, if, if it's one star, if you honestly think this is one star content, let us know. Yeah, if you would be so kind. We're taking a little bit but of a break all. next week, but it's not a break. Because it is, it is still very much the summer of love. We and do it is love something that we love. We do love Marvel. We do very much love Spider Man. I think when we ranked our favorite of the MCU portrayals, boy was up there. Was anybody was he well, number one for you, Doge? Yes, sir. Okay, so and he was on everybody's list. Actually, I think sure. half was number one. He was number two for me. Gotcha. So we've got uh, it's it's kind of fun how much this is a two chunks movie because we've got Jake Gyllenhaal who is just in our director oh, series. I love, mm-hmm. I love him. Tom Holland. Uh, we've love got him. box office ball people in here. So yeah. we're going to take a break in between. I might miss out on this one, boys. We'll see. Dude, Who's your box office oh, ball? Oh, hold Michael up. Keaton. Box office ball confirmation. You missed out on Toy Story. Wait, really? Not in it. Wait, really? <gasps> Keaton? He's in the credits. Is he? On IMDb. We'll have to look at that. Kendall was not in this movie that I saw. <gasps> Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't get far from home though. Uh-huh. Oh no. I, oh no, I have Tom Holland. You have you guys Tom think Holland. You have, <laughs> you have Spider-Man. Um, but yeah, we'll be doing that next week. Dang. I can't even believe it. That's crazy. Can you can you even understand we're here now? Well, I guess it's time to go back to the show. Pack your bags and throw it in the hatchback. Buckle up for safety. See you later. And we're back in the days of summer. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that a Springsteen song? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I was just, I was thinking of like planet earth. Like it's, we've (laughs) changed from this animal to the next animal. And we're back in the days of summer. That was pretty good. That was great. I did not know I could do an Edinburgh tour. See, right it's this, it's Casa de Chunk. Something yeah, happens I'm here re- for two out of three of us the days of that we stumble upon really good impersonations. <laughs> it's being locked in this hyperbolic chamber with all the boy stink. Yeah. It what? is a sweaty smell in here. It just, it's like breathing helium, except it makes your voice good at impressions. But not mine, though. <laughs> just your two. Your two? Do one. Do an impression. That's just how it works. You just kind of pick somebody. It just happened. Do it's one. just got to happen. What's one that you think you could crush? Oh, man. No, it's not even that. Yeah, it's I feel not like I should you pick one I don't one. think I should We've crush. had some obscure ones. Yeah. Adam Driver stands out to me yes. for you. No, I'm serious. That I, I listened <laughs> to that so many times. Yeah. No, that, that was a good one. I'm going to go for Jeff Bridges. Here we go. Okay. 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 <laughs> Yay! Okay. Box of Scraps? Is that the one yeah. we're going with? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tony Stark. <laughs> Wait for it. Brothers in a cave with a box of scraps. How was that, guys? That was honestly pretty good. Okay, I'm going to take that then. And we're back in the days of summer. (laughs) Carter, I'm having so much fun. (laughs) Carter, did you think that was a good gift? I did. Okay. 
Because it felt really bad coming no, out. No, you found no, something like way back in the throat that he does that yeah, I it had is not a, recognized. That I'm classic, serious. That classic mouthful of marbles that it's, he's got going it's on. It's a tongue tonsil hybrid. Yeah, it was something like, <laughs> I feel like it was something between Edgar from Men in Black <laughs> and like Wild Bill, Buffalo Bill from... <laughs> All of mine are kind of a little Buffalo Silence Bill. of the Lambs. And maybe some Pete Wentz oh, from Fall Out Boy. Was she a really fat person? <laughs> That's very good. Were we talking about a movie? Oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, we get a lot of sort of back and forth whiplash in the second half of this movie. I we feel. do. Yeah. Um, and the reason I feel that is because we do. <laughs> I want to talk particularly, and I want to spend a little bit of time on it, if that's okay with everybody, um, on the expectation reality scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so this, is, this is after the breakup, after the wedding. Um, we get some cool stuff with them sort of reuniting on the train. We get to see Tom reeling from the breakup and trying to figure himself out. And then at the wedding, they kind of have mm-hmm. a moment and she invites him to a party. Yep. This is this scene is my super pump. Great. Yeah. Uh, the expectations reality uh-huh, thing. The, yeah. yeah. The, I don't know, like the split screen. Yeah. Um, such a unique way to show something like that. So much. But also completely, totally, and painfully relatable. Oh, yeah. Just setting up... No, I mean, remove romance from the equation. The number of times that I have completely, like, screwed myself by setting up what I think something's going to be and how it's going to go, yeah. and then being completely crushed yep. when it doesn't go that way. I mean, it watching it happen, even in the subtleties of... He was expecting a big hug, and it was a, a hand on the shoulder. And he was expecting... We're going to get time alone to just talk and catch yeah. up. And it was just in and a group of time. friends. Like, and I got and, you this book and now I feel stupid. And they're not right. just crazy yeah. different, right? Like right. she's not slapping him in one of them or something. It's just like it's the subtle barely, Yeah. yeah. And, and it, like this whole movie is basically like experiential research. Right. Because uh, the writer yeah. says, he would say later, like 75% of what happened in this movie happened to me. Well, right. that, that real girl in the beginning. Like, is the real yeah. person. The yeah. real person that he had a relationship with that yeah. this is based on. Well, and... I, I think something I love is like if you take romance and expectation out, it's a fine night and a fine party. Mm-hmm. Get to hang out with some people, get yeah. to talk, make people laugh, introduce yep. yourself, yep. have a drink, hang out, that kind of thing. It's all fine. Yeah. But because of the expectation, that's why it feels so bad. Yep. I think and that's then, their whole relationship, though. hundred like, percent. This scene is in microcosm. What the movie is trying to tell us is 100%. that you go in with these re- these expectations. And it turns something that is good and fine and healthy and happy into something horrible. Absolutely. Which I think goes back to them being two sides of the same coin again. Yeah. You know what I mean? She is she is so far on the other side of reality of everything is morbid and bad. And he is all expectation all the time. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And I so my super pump is, and chemistry doesn't have to be good chemistry sure. in a movie. Chemistry is just how two characters interact um, that spend a lot of time with each other. Yeah. And... As in it doesn't have to be positive, is that it what you mean? Right. Yes, it yeah. doesn't have to be positive chemistry. But I think, obviously, they made it because they're the top build people in the movie, but Zoe Deschanel and, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, their chemistry in this movie was great. I agree. There was such a realism to it, even in the... And, and then the times when it's unrealistic, right? It's tough, but it was... It did a good job of making all the points that you can look back to later and be like, you know what? I bet I can guess this part was a part that he was fabricating. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet this part was a part that was actually real. And that whole scene, I was actually going to bring it up during this scene because that's a big deal. Like the fact that they were able to, because essentially what you have, I always like thinking of when the, it's not like 
the camera is not rolling and you're just preparing for these characters. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, so we're going to do this. You got to think the idea of it is awesome to them too, right? As artists. Sure. And so it's yeah, like, yeah. we're going to have this cut scene. One of these is what the expectations were. And then one of these is what the reality is. And I wonder how much actual pointers they got. At, and, and at what time of the movie was this being filmed? Because yeah. if this was long enough that they had kind of figured these characters out, maybe it would, took a couple shots. I would love to know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is just different enough. And they do a good job. And I think it gives a little more credit to Zoe Deschanel's acting chops. I agree. Yes, Zoe Deschanel kind of always plays Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. A She's bit. not going to go in and be like some kind of method actor or character actor. She just kind of plays her role. Yeah, but yeah. she's a good actor. Yeah. She's not bad. No, she does yeah. a great job, I think. Um, I think she's better for TV. I think she's I better agree. in complete, almost complete humor. I think New Girl is wonderful. Yeah. And I think she plays what what a perfect role to kind of she's not deadpan though. She's something to where she's just so not is it is the word real? She's a great canvas. Like she's great to yeah. just kind of be there, but she also has her own personality. Anyways. They had a great job because the moments too that you can really feel it from Joseph Gordon-Levitt that he likes her a yes. lot. Um, yeah, he's phenomenal. In and this. he really is. Like the scene when she comes back and that that's the scene where you, I think, are the most angry at Summer as a watcher. But when she comes back in the rain after after they have had the fight. Oh, yeah. when he gets punched? Yes. And it's basically, it feels like she's just there for Wii Sports. Like she's known from the start. Like I didn't want this to be... Which, which we should mention... There, there is an occurrence of actual, actual, legitimate government recognized Wii Sports in this movie. This is and true. he does actually, actually for real, for real, for real, play Wii Sports, the video game Wii Sports with his little sister. And I feel like we have to very explicitly say they're playing on a Wii the on a video TV. game. They're yes. controlling Mies playing tennis against each other. Literally, yes. Just had to address that elephant in the room. Thank you. Literally, but. Yeah, it's good. It's it it kind of and I I wish I could think of the word, but it goes back and it checks all the boxes for oh, that's right. But then it still does enough to leave it open for interpretation. Yeah. And yeah. and I I love I love how we end this whole moment yeah with him being erased in the middle of the street. Oh yeah. It it that's is great. it is so metaphorical, but you've you've felt that before. Yep. You've felt erased, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It was brilliant. Yeah. It's good. It's really good. So, so good. Well, we're talking about things that he fabricated. I know there's a, a lot of like theorizing, I guess, about the the final scene with mm-hmm. him and Summer after she's married. Um, a lot yeah. of people have interpreted that as they didn't actually meet and he's imagining that. And that's the closure he he needs in his mind or yeah. whatever. I disagree. Okay. Um, I, I don't think the movie sets itself up for entire moments completely fabricated. So you think that the nuance of a moment is open to interpretation, but not the... The actual occurrence, right? Something. So let's yeah. let's look at the dance number, right? He's not actually doing that, but yeah. but he's walking through on top of the world. He didn't make yeah. up a day that didn't exist. Yeah. Um, but I, to, so to that, I would counter like he's walking through, but he invents people that personify what he's feeling. Sure. Is that what's happening here? Is he sitting on the bench getting closer, and he, and he invents a imaginary summer that personifies what he's feeling? It it could, um, but this doesn't feel out of character for summer to me. I think mm-hmm. that I think that. In order to not hate her character, right? So if, okay, if if she is only the um, selfish, I just, I want to make sure that things are defined by the way I want them to be defined. If, if that's all she is, then we, we're expected to hate her, but we're not expected to hate her. Yeah. 
So there has to be some redeeming things in her. And I think one of the, just like if if all Joseph Gordon-Levitt is, is head in the clouds, projecting what he wants onto this dream girl that doesn't exist, we're supposed to hate him too, but he he's not just that either. If if we're expected to like her, then I think the thing we have to believe is that regardless of being in love with Tom, she she cares about him deeply. Yeah. And I think that it's not unrealistic or unreasonable to expect that after her marriage and her realizing I'm happy and I thought I could never be happy in this situation, it's still out there for Tom and I'm terrified that he has given up. Yeah, he was right, essentially. Yeah. I don't think that there is, yeah, I don't think it's good. outside of the realm that's of possibility argument. for her to just say, I'm going to go wait where he goes so that I can kind of give him some closure, give myself some closure, but also like, please don't give up. I agree. Yeah. I, I think like if we're, if we're to regard her as our secondary protagonist, this scene has to be real because this is the culmination of her arc. Right. This is the part where she finally decides to to put to death the view that she's held that I can't be happy and love isn't real. Yeah. Because this is where we get her saying, I don't know, I just woke up one day and realized when you know, you know, right? Yeah. Like I'm in it. So and I agree, this has to, to be real. meeting Autumn as well. Yeah. Because yeah, maybe that's the little sliver of hope he needed. And I love, I love um, her whole like, it was just a guy that came up to me. I was reading, uh, was it Portrait yeah, of Dorian Gray? What if I was there? Dorian Gray. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, what if I had read a different book? Or what if I hadn't been there? Or what if I had yeah. gone to the movies instead? Like that, that is, you know, in her idea, that is what fate is. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, I this is another example of love presented in a way that I just have a hard time fully understanding. This like, you, I just woke up and knew. Yeah. I just woke up and felt it. And it, when I think we've expressed before, like it's it's a gradual process for me and like a decision as well. And which is different, but this was not presented in a offensive, this is the only way it exists kind of way to yeah. me. Right. And so I think it was easier for me to swallow, like maybe this is how some people experience yeah. that. Uh, on an interesting note, I think we've stumbled upon something. We might we might be not just the first podcast, but the first group, the first individuals to ever recognize this. Joseph Gordon Lovett, does he happen to be in movies that are very theorized in their endings? We have 500 Days of Summer, The Dark Knight Rises. People wonder, what did he, did, did, Alfred he was in that. Yeah. Did Alfred yeah. actually see right. Bruce yeah. Wayne in Inception. that restaurant? Inception. Angels in the Outfield. Looper. Like, oh, there's, like, man. legitimate, Looper's like... so good. Yeah. Like, I wonder. Maybe this is a Joseph huh. Gordon-Levitt thing. He's also in G.I. Joe. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, and I wonder if that even exists yeah. as a movie. G.I. Joseph Did it Gordon happen? G.I. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah. I need to super dump, because that's the rules of our program, and... It honestly was very hard for me to come up with a super dump of this movie because if you can't tell from listening, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. But my super dump is going to be, and I'll call him L.L. Matthew Gray Goobler because ladies love Matthew Gray Goobler. Um, I don't know if you're, if y'all's wives feel the same way about him as mine does, but every time she was on, he was on the screen, she was just like, I love him. He's amazing. I love him. He's amazing. I also love him. I, I wish that he had been... The main friend. You really scared me at the beginning of this. And really? I thought you were going to say that you didn't like him in this there movie. There wasn't enough of him. I completely agree I with wish you. He had been the main friend. I think it would have been way better for him to... Who's Greg Goobler? He's the long-haired like, right, nurse friend. I know friend. who he is in the movie. Wait, is he called Gray Goobler? In that's the movie? his real that's name. His real Matthew Gray Goobler is his actual he plays, human he name. He, he plays Criminal Minds, baby. Criminal Minds. He's, oh, I don't watch Criminal Minds. Yeah. Yeah, I don't either, but Me I know either. him from it. Criminal Minds, baby. I've never heard of <laughs> But yeah, I just wish he was the main friend. I think he has, and maybe it's because his outlook, like he met this girl in seventh grade or whatever that he's with. So yeah. he's a better know. juxtaposition than his like, maybe he's greeting not, card though. friend. Maybe he's not though, because maybe he is the 
maybe that's where Jogo Love gets these ideas of like, he met somebody and that was just it for him. You know, maybe that's the same idea. But I, I love, I don't know, just when the second I decided I needed more from him when he was like, his describing answer? the girl of his dreams. Oh and he was gosh. like, but, but she's better because she's real. See, that's why yeah. I think he's the better juxtaposition because he represents, he represents the full opposite of what JGL is doing here. Yeah, that's Cause, true. Because JGL is taking a girl that is real and projecting the dreams. Trying to make her into his dream girl. Whereas, yeah. whereas Matthew Gray Gubler's character is saying, I have a dream girl. Of course, everybody has a dream girl, but like, that's, that's a dream. The this person I found is real yeah. and so much better. Yeah. And that is like, I think I love that moment because that's 100% how I feel of like, you know, I'm married and my wife is not perfect. Thank goodness, because neither am I. And like, she's so much better than any like fantasy I've ever had because she exists and she cares about me. And I think that is like a very tangible level of love that I am like used to and comfortable with. Yeah. And so hearing that in this movie, I was like, oh, that's probably the healthiest picture of like a committed love, I think, that we've seen in the summer of love. I think so too. That's great. Yeah. It's 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 not it's not infatuation. It's just the like this person is real and they're a real presence in my life. Right. Yeah. I want I think I completely agree that I wanted more of him. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think so my super dump is that Matthew Gray Goobler in this movie. (laughs) 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 No, it's it's it's, I think it's good to come along with this because we're talking about essentially like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's sidekicks in this movie. I, w- I could have used one for Summer, right? Or Yeah, I feel like she needs somebody. I just wanted somebody. It didn't have to be deep convo, but just anyone she knew. Like we don't have... Yeah. And I get to the the sense of like it's, it's, it's kind of a mystery and because it's not going to end up being such a big part of his life, there's no need to dig too deep into it. Yeah. But like... I don't know. I think it's because I was teased that I thought we were going to get more of it at the very beginning when it's like all these yeah. things just happened to her. Like I, I thought we would continue to see that to flesh out her yeah. character a little right. bit. I love seeing her house. I wish I had more stuff like that. Yeah. Like her apartment and all the art and well, all that fun stuff. I love the stuff in her house. Like they never draw attention to the fact that she's already been there for, at that point that was day like 150. She's been there for almost six months and she hasn't unpacked yet. I think it was day 90 something because I remember thinking three months is a is long that right? time to not unpack. Yet. Yeah. But I mean, I've lived in my house but for a year. But also she's not unpacking, maybe that's got room. something to do with like she doesn't, she can't commit. No, like, that's what I'm how saying. she can't commit to a relationship. That's what I'm saying. Like it's so obvious there, but yeah. he's not noticing those I things. just needed a little bit more of her fleshed out. Yeah. I think I hear that. I'm excited to do a rewatch and look for stuff like that. Like yeah. now that I know, because I'd never seen this before. But now that a I rewatch know, like, is interesting, a, a the rewatch way is that great things for this go. Movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, some points that before we get to the point of like ending the movie and rating or reviewing, some really things that I think we should talk a little bit more about are I love the IKEA scenes, almost oh my, my super gosh, pump. Yeah. That's so charming and it's so funny. And it makes me look at Ikea differently. I like even to be like, you should get a Rolf or whatever. Yeah, he, he's what do you say? A Florg. You should get a Florg. A Florg. Or... You should grab a Florg. And then also, I don't know if we talked a lot about the the cutscene of like the, the music video, essentially. Because this director, not a music video, but like when he's dancing down the street. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Love that. It's so good. So perfect song, OBS. Yes, so so good. No, that's the first song on our Summer of Love official playlist. It is. Which you can to on it's actually really, we were talking about it beforehand. It's a great playlist. It's yeah, a it banger is. playlist. I we mean, get it, the thirty it's, songs, not too much, not it too little. Slaps. That link is in our Instagram bio. Anyway, sorry, yeah, you were talking. Oh, oh, plug. Um, and but the director started with music videos. Yeah, did uh, a My Chemical Romance music video. Yeah, and I'd love to see because I know who directed um, Where the Wild Things Are. I don't know. I feel like sure. his, his name's like it's not it's obviously not Spike Lee, but it's like a 
like Webb or Spike Lee's <laughs> Where the Wild Things Are. <laughs> what an interesting film. A Joint by Spike Lee. Um, there's been a lot of pretty good directors, especially oh. in the Spike Jones. Spike Jones. Yep. So especially he did skateboard videos mm, um, yeah, and cool. some music videos. And it's been fun because sometimes I always look at the director credits for the movies that we're looking at. And yeah. a lot of the times it's that's kind of a starting point. Yeah. Like some of their first jobs. Like Ridley Scott was commercials. Right. And then we have people that do music videos, people that do skateboard videos. It's awesome. It's kind of cool to see where they started. But that I felt the influence of that in this. Oh, for and sure. actually in a lot of the shots felt music video e. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's one of the strengths of this movie is um again, I I go back to the just the format of the way that we're told this story, the way it's it unfolds in front of us, you know, anachronistically and um, with a narrator for seemingly no reason and right. with dance numbers and dreamy sequences and all that stuff. And it, I never once am like, oh, that's weird. Right. It just fits. It just makes sense when it happens. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, I'm, I'm wanting more. When it shows yeah. up, I'm like, yeah, here we go. Yeah. Ah, oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, here, here we, we go. go. So let's talk about Autumn. I think this is the part that a lot of people have problems with, right? It's it's 50-50, feels like. I love it. I'm all for it. I am too. I am too. I think that that's how life is. Again, let's take romance out of it. This is just an understanding of like, when things happen, other things happen. That's what, I mean, that's how the world works. Well, and it's like, what's so cool about 500 Days of Summer is it's not, I think, an assumption when you first see the title is, these were the 500 best days of my life. Like it's going to all be the good times, but there's a lot of them that are bad. And the our first day, which is the breakup, which is kind of a surprise, is like day sure. 280. Like, yeah, it's like barely past the halfway mark, right? And so it's just, it's it could have been called like 500 days before autumn or something, you yeah. know. Right. So, but that's a giveaway, sure. But I loved it. Plus, it's Lila Garrity from Friday Night Lights. Yeah, she's great. But I, I think it was awesome. I love the like. Mm-hmm. Again, it's kind of instinct. Does Joseph Gordon-Levitt have chemistry with everyone? That's the question. Probably. He looks... Also, he looks so much like Heath Ledger. He does. It's pretty crazy. It's really wild. It is so wild. It made me miss him. Mm. Yeah. The building they're in at the very end. Love it. Mm -hmm. Recognized it. From... Have you seen the Say Something music video that's a one-shot with Justin Timberlake and Chris Stapleton? Uh Oh. It's in that building. Okay. No way. I like those elevators. Yeah. Super cool. You should go watch that, by the way. Fair enough. It's a blast. And it's live. Like, so it's done. The recording is pulled from the singing that's happening. Oh, like how they did A Star is Born. How they did A Star is Born, how they did Les Mis. Like, it's from what is being sung right there. And it's so, so cool. That's really cool. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. I I love the ending of this movie. I love when he looks directly in the camera. Um, Oh, that's that's always so good. And it's day one. Mm -hmm. Excellent ending. And it just kind of scrolls up. Well, and I like that it doesn't, it doesn't assume anything. Right. It's not saying, yeah, this is the one. It's going to be perfect this time. It's just like, the first day I knew it's the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So, uh, should we rate this movie? We should. All right. We here at Two Chunks and a Hunk have perfected the art of movie rating using the scientific cinema scale. That's right. Science. Science. And it's as follows. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy Buy that that poster. poster. The next best thing, that's going to be buy it. And then rent it. That's followed by stream it and then forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. Who wants to go first? Me do. This is it. 
easy, easy, easy buy for me. Yeah. I I want to buy this on Amazon like right now, physical copy, so I can have all the extras, all the all the bonus features that tell me how they did all of the cool stuff and the thought process behind it. Cause this is this is has a lot of depth to it in terms of like the the composition of it that I want to really unpack and get into. This was great. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this a buy as well. I I wanted it to be a poster. Um, like I, in my soul, I wanted it to be there. I, I don't think it's quite at the like, right. throw it up on my wall and claim it kind of level. But man, this movie rules. Yeah, It finished and I, 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 I looked at Callie and I was like, well, I was wrong. <laughs> it was great. Oh, yeah. All about it. It's good that you went in with an open mind on it too. I think that's what we always do. Yeah when we're seeing these movies, especially if there's like a preconceived... Listen, that's what I tried to do with the Hobbit series. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yep, this one's bad. Like, <laughs> I have never tuned out of a movie for this show as much as I have The Battle of Five Armies. That was so hard for me to pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> until, yeah, until the wild hog yeah, dwarf comes real. I think I was in the middle. Entirely CG. Entirely Anyway, we're reviewing a different movie at Sorry. this point. Yeah. Um, Battle of Five Armies <laughs> is... Uh, forget it for sure. Yeah. Unless I said God has forsaken us. No. I think I gave it a because I liked being in Middle Earth. G G H F U. It is a it's a buy it, but it was closer to rent it for me. Okay, fair enough. Um, and I don't know why. I really can't put a finger on it. It's just it it is everything that y'all have said, but it wasn't as high of a buy for me. I wonder um, if it because it, it's kind of bleak. Yeah, yeah. There is a there is a bleakness to it, but then there's also like a. Well, no, I think because La La Land is completely a musical, it's not very, it's not as bleak. It's a hard bleak at the end. Sure, yeah. Um, or as soon as we have the cake scene or whatever he's cooking. Yeah, souffle. Um, souffle. But yeah, it's a, it's still a buy it. And so, is this the first time this has happened on a? A triple buy? A triple buy? On a summer of love? Maybe. Maybe. I'll I think we all agreed there. on 10 things. Oh, no. We all bought that. But we I, all bought that poster, I, I think. I think that was a poster for all three. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Across so the a, board. It's a buy it for huh, all but three. But still, this is a rarity. Triple buy. Yeah. And so it's really different. Uh, do we want to say... So, oh, Spider-Man. Next week, baby. Next week. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Far from home. And then we'll jump right back into the second half of the Summer of Love D. Yep. yep. Check that release date graphic on our Instagram highlights if you're curious to know what other movies made it. After Spider-Man, I, I believe we're going to Hitch, it's right? Hitch after that. It's Hitch. These are all so different. They are very, very different. different. So different. I feel like uh, I feel like Tom and Summer around day 200, just Whiplash. Yep. <laughs> yep. And Whiplash is the final movie of our series. <laughs> a story of love between a young man and his drums. And his drums. <laughs> To sign off of this week's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name and to create a name for a new IKEA product. For two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders, and my product is a socket cover to protect babies, but it has holes in it so you can still plug things into it. And it's called a Bittlegorg. Ooh. Hmm. My favorite Saturday morning show. Bittlegorg. Bittlegorg. Isn't, isn't that a movie with Michael Keaton? Yeah, if you say it three times, <laughs> an outlet will <laughs> appear on the wall. Oh, no, it's fine. I got this. <laughs> I'm Doge. And coming this fall, IKEA is introducing a new product. I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's it's like Russian nesting dolls, but they're Swedish nesting dolls. Whoa. And as you remove them, each is a better actor than the last. And it's called the Skarsgård. Mm, <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> Very oh, good. That's so good. They're all over TV right now. I know they are. They're so great. They're, They're doing all so good. Real good. Uh, so mine, I'm Carter. And actually, this autumn, we're gonna have uh and it, it 
it took a while for Ikea to get onto this because they haven't really been big on like toilets. Yeah. But we have toilet seats now. And the reason that you would want to take out your toilet seat you have now to replace it with this new one is the seal that it has around to not let any smell out. Oh. It's called the Schmelkover. <laughs> and it'll be coming this autumn. Be sure and keep that stank in the tank. Ooh. So the big selling point is the seal, right? Yeah. So would you say that it smells similar to a kiss from a rose? <laughs> You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.